No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey now, No Simple Road family, welcome back. It's 2018. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope everybody had a safe, fun, cool, extravagant, fabulous, magical, wonderful, transformative, splendid, happy New Year. I hope it was a lot of fun and you partied and saw good music and relaxed and 
got vacation time and didn't have to go to work and slept with your socks on and all that stuff. And yeah, happy new year. So me and Apple are sitting here on the porch and we just did an interview with a really cool brother. His name is Jeremy Dean and his Instagram is Dean's Nuts and you'll hear all about Dean's Nuts later. Uh, but he is the graphic designer that did the logo for uh, summer tour for Dead and Company and this last fall tour for Dead and Company and has a really cool take on the imagery and the art of the Grateful Dead and you guys will hear his story a little bit here um, it's been a crazy week here at the Chapel Day House it's been uh, you know the constant stream of house guests and you know commotion and motion and Wow. Emotion. It, emotion. Yeah. It's this is the first day that we haven't had company or anybody coming over or staying with us for since July. Well, uh, yeah, pretty much since July. Maybe with a weekend like two weekends off somewhere in that stretch of time. Yeah, it's been crazy. It's been awesome though, and we've enjoyed every minute of it, but I'll tell you what, it's time to to burn some sage in the house and open all the windows and the doors and yeah let some winter air blow in and do our thing just get ready for the next round yeah this <laughs> is gonna happen again we're growing this no simple road family and that's just part of the deal so i'm happy about it it's just been a crazy ride so far you guys out there have been amazing um the last few weeks have showed us this onslaught of love and affection coming to us digitally from you guys and spiritually from you guys we've received such cool feedback we got a new patreon supporter over this last week and you know my ass isn't prepared and i i don't have his name handy and i'm looking it up right now and i'm talking nick, nick. yeah nick nick you're fucking rad man and i'm just gonna read a little something that nick sent in to us here and uh Hang on, give me a second, because I'm looking, looking for it. There it is, Nick. Nick. Oh. I almost said his last name. I'm not going to do that, though. All right, here we go. No Simple Rogue Crew. I recently discovered your podcast and would like to take a moment to express my gratitude for what you're doing. I serendipitously stumbled upon your show at a time where I'm feeling a distinct lack of love in my life, and your podcast has shown me that there really are my kind of people out there regardless of how elusive they can often seem around here. Though our relationship has been thoroughly one-sided so far, listening to you guys feels like sitting around burning one with old friends. I just wanted to let you know I appreciate all the effort that goes into maintaining the show. Best, Nick. And then also, today, Nick and I have corresponded a little bit over the ensuing days since then, and Nick also wrote this in. I just want to reiterate to you guys, absolutely radiate positive energy into the world and I really dig it. If my Patreon contribution allows you all to get just one other human to receive it, I'll consider it money well spent. Keep at it and don't forget that you can make a difference in people's lives just by being your beautiful selves and sending the love you have into the ether. I'm in a better place now than I was when I drafted that first email, but I figured I'd send it anyways because it came from the heart, and you guys are an integral part of my healing. Thanks again, Nick. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's... that's Thank a, you, Nick. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. You know, it. it's a trip to, to do this, and 
it's just a trip to do this. And then when you get feedback like that back, it's it's humbling. You know, I think it could really serve to create like a an egotistical response. Like when we interviewed O'Teal and he was talking about like when everybody's um, cheering when he sings, he's like that that flow of force of ego wells up inside. But it's fucking humbling, man. It's a trip to know that people are out there and they're getting something from this show and. You know, I just want to be available for whatever that thing is and, and do the right thing by everybody that listens to this show. And it's cool to receive that feedback and to hear from you guys like that. So, you know, if, if you're feeling like that, if you're listening right now and you felt like that, let us know, man, because it helps us keep going. It gives us fuel to keep moving forward and drive to keep doing new and different things and keep the show growing and doing our thing and so yeah if you want to do that you can write in at uh, no simple road at gmail.com and we'll read it on the air if you want or we won't if you don't and it's cool to hear and um, yeah so also patreon.com forward slash no simple road you know I say it every show and it's part of the intro thing that I do and it is what it is guys like this show is growing and you know like nick said if if those contributions help us reach more people then that's an awesome thing and you know this is all coming out of our pocket and this you know at the end of the day this is something we wanted to do you guys aren't responsible for that but if you're getting something from the show and obviously you are some of you out there a lot of you and you want to help spread the word that's the best way you can do it man the cost for the show is going up because we're growing and i'm happy to help shoulder that with you guys but we need your help so head on over to patreon.com forward slash no simple road and you can give as little as a dollar a month that's like three cents a day and you can give as much as you want every month and we'll give you some swag and you know we'll help each other out and this will be a cool thing that we do like it's not already but it, it's a fucking rad thing but it'll be even more awesome because we'll have more time to do it and then also we got some stickers printed up uh, just a no simple road graphic with the steely and the road inside of it and they're super cool they're full color and they're like four inch by four inch on vinyl and we're selling those those are two bucks a piece so you can hit me up at no simple road at gmail.com or you can go to our instagram and direct message us there and give us your address and we'll give you the instructions on how to get those um and then also what else what am i forgetting apple uh, oh, I, I just wanted to cut in here and say uh we want to give a special shout out to a uh, another podcast that just got up and going um it's oregon buds and you can find them they're on itunes podcasts and you can go to their instagram oregon buds it'll direct you to other stuff yeah, those lots. those guys are friends of the show, guys, and Very you know good. help support them. Go over and give them a listen. They're super funny and really knowledgeable about the cannabis industry. And I work with both of them in the cannabis industry. Right on. And I was the I was the second guest on the show, and they just put out their third one. And anyway, we just wanted to give them a big shout out and give it a listen. Yeah. So if you're not getting enough Apple on your No Simple Road, you can head on over to Oregon Buds and hear Apple on their second interview. It's him talking and not me rambling for once. Yeah. 
anyway, uh, so what have we done? We've done the notes. We did the Patreon. We did the Instagram. We got to give a huge shout out to oh, our Carrie. listener, Carrie. Oh, man. Carrie, you don't even Thank know. Thank you. Bless you. You don't even know. Okay, so I posted it on Instagram when she sent it. Carrie sent us a little care package over the Christmas holiday. And it was um, some OSHA root tincture, some elderberry tincture, St. John's wort tincture. What else? Prop, prop. Uh, echinacea and propolis. Propolis. And, you know, that, that in and of itself is fucking rad. Like, one of our listeners was looking out for our well-being. And that, that alone is cool. But this box showed up right when Ryder, Simon... And Apple got sick. And it knocked the cold out of those guys in like two days, right? Yeah, I didn't take anything. And normally I'd take something else. Or go to the doctor. Yeah, I didn't take anything. Yeah, just the tinctures. And I'll tell you what, man. And the root. And the root. Yeah, chewing on that OSHA root is something else. Wow. that It's called uh, OSHA root. And it, another name for it is bear medicine. And... You know, we're a house full of bears here. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just right on time, Carrie. And thank you so much for that. And if you guys can hear, I have the cold now. They all shared the love with me. And I'm chewing on a Ricola right now. And I've been tincturing it up. And it just made it so that it didn't take hold. And it's it's fucking awesome. So thanks, Carrie. We appreciate it. And we love you. And wherever, wherever you are in Colorado right now, we're sending out waves of love and gratitude and fuck. Whew. Thank goodness, man. Thanks. Yeah. Anyway, back to the business. Back to the business. Um, Patreon. Oh, hashtags. So when you guys are posting stuff on, on social media, if you're at a show, if you do a live you know, video or you're going to post a picture or you have some merchandise or you bought something cool or you're on vacation and you take pictures and you're going to post them on stuff. Throw a hashtag no simple road on there. What I did is I added a aggregator on our website that pulls the last 20 most recent Instagram pictures and puts them up on our website. It's under the family up in the menu at the top. Uh, so it's a way for us to see each other and get to know each other and see what's going on in each other's lives. It helps us, you know, feel more connected and it seems to me that that's what this show is about and what's going on around the show is creating connection and community and love and that's a way for us to see each other and send each other some vibes and some good thoughts and some white light. So yeah, that's a cool thing to do. Just throw a hashtag no simple road on your stuff. And last but not least is uh, the Apple iTunes and Google Play Music uh, reviews and stars. Those five stars that you leave mean a lot to us, you guys. And the reviews, too. Um, Just pick up the device that you're listening to us on right now. It only takes a couple of minutes. Search the show with search uh, function and then go ahead and leave a review and leave us some five-star reviews. I mean, you can give us five stars and then leave us a shitty review. That's cool, too. But... The stars, stars. yeah, the five stars are are where it's at. They help other people find out about the show, and that's a way for you to like, you know, help us out. And Darwin's gonna growl, and Ryan's coming out, and that's cool. Whatever, that just happened. Yeah, that was Darwin, everybody. Anyway, sorry, we were interrupted. And then, last but not least, again, but not least, you guys are amazing. We love you. 
thank you for being the most amazing, coolest audience I've ever come in contact with. We really are building this thing, and it's going to grow and become something amazing this year. So help us put our energy towards that. You know, let's do some visualization. Oh, I wanted to try something with you guys. So it's winter time here in the Pacific Northwest, and it's been raining a lot, and I love the rain, but I really want it to snow here. So if you just take a minute and picture it snowing in Portland, let's see if the No Simple Road family can create weather together. I think it's a fun experiment, right? Let's yeah. just take a minute and hit pause on the show, right? Hit pause on the snow, on the snow, hit pause on the show and just picture in your mind's eye, like a picture of this, the Portland sign and the downtown and the trees. And then picture like snow falling and like 22 degree, you know, uh, picture on the uh, weather app on your phone for Portland and picture that snow falling. And let's see if we as a family can create a weather system. I think we can, right? I think so. Why not? I don't think so. I know so. Right? Let's do it, you guys. We'll take pictures of the snowman and the snow woman. And we'll have Mel make a made. snow angel. And Darwin, that's his favorite thing in the whole wide world is snow. He and he to likes to it. eat it and then get a brain freeze and, and wipe his paw all over his face. It's really cute. I'll take a video. So, yeah, let's try that. Anyway, let's get to the interview. Uh, last and certainly not oh, least. Oh, God. Last but not least for the third time. <laughs> I uh, shout out to Justin, our producer. Hi, Justin. Hi, Justin. We love you. Okay. There it is. That's the No Simple Road <laughs> intro, first one for 2018. And yeah, far out, you guys. Woo! Farm out. Let it grow. Way to grow. White flower. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We love you guys. So here it is. Without further ado. Here's the creator of the iconography for Dead & Company for the fall tour and summer tour. And pretty awesome guy and amazing graphic designer and wizard of pixels, Jeremy Dean. Well, before we even call him, we should start smoking this bowl. Apple, why don't you... Get us started on the interview, and while you're lighting it, I'll call him. I will do that. I'm going to get started on this bowl. Durban? Durban. Durban poison. Yeah, so let's call Jeremy Dean, because we said we would. Here we go, ladies and germs. I just said ladies and germs. It's funny. The germs. The germs. Well, that's odd. Let's try that again. Because that didn't quite work out the way it was supposed to. Sorry, Ryder. Hang on a minute. I'm going to... Ryder gets left uh, out. I know. Ryder got left out. And I'm getting cold. It's okay. I'm going to be left out most of the time. I'm all the way over here. I don't think anything... Here you go. When you put that bass, that bass, that bass in your voice, you can. (laughs) And that bass. It's all about that... Bass. Ryder's bass in his voice. No trouble. No? Did I dial the wrong number? Probably. I mean, you can stop it. Yep, I dialed the wrong number. Uh, All right. Somebody's going, what the? Stoner. Whatever. All right, let's try that again. 
guys need more. Yes. You were calling your mom. <laughs> that would have been a good interview. I almost did the exact same thing again. I, I'm transposing the last two numbers. Right on. And... Uh, uh, come on, man. Two. That was two, Dr. There we go. Yeah, hit the bowl. Light up the bowl. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Jeremy Dean, connecting. connecting. Hey. It's Hi. Jeremy. Hi, how are you? What's up, man? I had to um, I had to take this in my bedroom because it, my office was super noisy because there was a lot going on. My kids were up and down on the floor oh, and you could, hear every, you could hear every creep. Gonna, so I'm, I'm in a very relaxed position here. <laughs> I like it. Hang on. Give us one second to get all this yeah. just exactly perfect. Sure. And ah, come on, FaceTime. Help me out. Let's try that. Let's hear you. Okay. Can, can you hear me? Yeah. Hmm. There we go. I think that'll be better. Yeah. What is it? Does, oh, what, what does it sound like? Is it bad? Sounds perfect. No, no, now. it sounds perfect. Oh. Now you were just oh, good, super, good, good. super duper low. It sounds oh, like you okay. were whispering and you were a mouse. Oh no no no! I'm neither of those. <laughs> no, no, that's an actual human. Well, tell I could, us who I you are, you. Jeremy. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Hang on, hang on. Let's let's do this correctly. My name's Aaron. How you doing, Jeremy? Nice to meet Hi, you. Hi, good, good. It's nice to meet you as well. Nice for ha- thanks that, for having me on. Yeah, of course, brother. And and that's Melanie over there. Hey, Jeremy. Hi, what's how are going you? On? I'm Hi, glad I'm you're nice in a relaxed to... position. Yeah. I. And that's Santa Claus. And I'm Santa Hi, Santa Claus. No, I'm, I'm Apple. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you as well. And then we one got more. one more. We got one, one more, Jeremy. Oh, jeez. Hi, I'm Ryder. <laughs> hey, what's up? How There's are a, you? Whole, a whole crew here. Yeah, doing our thing. I feel like I need more people in my room. <laughs> no, man, this is all about you. This isn't about us. <laughs> right on, man. Well, thanks for taking time with us. That's super cool. Yeah, I appreciate it. Absolutely. No problem. Thanks for, I, I, you know, I'm honored and flattered that you would uh, want to talk to me. So it's cool. Of course. Well, of course. but we've been checking your stuff out. <laughs> You've got a lot of stuff that you could be flattered about, like your designs, all that stuff. Let's jump right in. Like, tell the uh, audience what's up with you, what's going on in your world. Oh, well, let's see. Wherever um, you'd like to start. Where, where I'd like to start. Um, well, I'm you know a freelance graphic designer. I have sort of been on my own now for since April, but I've been sort of designing for music and doing all kinds of stuff for well over 20 years at this point. Um, and so, you know, I mean, do you want me to start at the beginning? Just like a quick rundown. Well, it's well, a long story. April thing? I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you, I'll, I'll tell you the, the reason that uh, Justin actually originally reached out to you is yeah. because of my story. So uh-huh. back in the eighties, I was really into the hardcore punk rock scene. And that was like my life back then. Mm -hmm. And I I ended up going to a dead show and that changed the trajectory of the rest of my life. Um, It altered my road, so to speak. And so because of the aesthetics that you put together in your design, Justin thought that you and I would 
be able to vibe with each other because just because of that. And yeah. it's such a strange thing, man. Like to see those two worlds coming together is really, really cool, dude. Like, well, so I'm curious, how did that come about? Like, what's well, your story with the music and, and that? Well, the music, so, you know, I, I grew up, you know, in listening to hardcore in the eighties and I was surrounded by people who were into the dead. And they and and it was like that, you know, one of my best friends who was the one who got me to go to hardcore shows and, you know, was the one that was like, you should really come with me to see this because you're into this music. And I felt like, you know, not the most secure in going and seeing that stuff at 15 years old. Um, He was just like he had no fear. And so but he was also really into the dead, which was kind of funny. And he used to try to push it on me and I always resisted it. And I was just like, no, 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 no. This is not my thing at all. Um, what do you mean push it on you? <laughs> well, he would always be like, you got to listen to American Beauty. It's the most amazing record ever. Like he would like put, he would literally like, you know, and this was a kid with a, you know, he was like shaved head, circle jerks t-shirt, you know, like we were go out skating every day. And, you know, this was probably 1987. Um, and, you know, he would push it on me all the time. And I was just like, I really resisted because I just thought it was, I just like, it was too slow. It was too mellow. <laughs> I wasn't into it, you know? Yeah. Right. And, um, and so, you know, I kind of, for years, I, it, it, I just kind of resisted it. And then I don't know how many, like there was a point maybe like 10 years ago where I was kind of, I wasn't really listening to anything new. I was kind of bored. So I would go back and be like, okay, what is all the stuff that I either dismissed or I missed or I didn't really, you know, give its due as a, as a, as a kid, you know? Right. So I had somebody fill up just like a CD, just full of MP3s. And I would just sort of sit there and just like go through them. Like, I'm going to listen to, you know, I'm going to listen to like every Rolling Stones record finally, you know, even though I really liked them, like I'm going to listen to That's all awesome. of them. And and I would go through. I'm like, I'm going to listen to like every Zeppelin record. I'm going to listen to every like so like stuff that I like sort of either casually liked or whatever. But then I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to the Dead, and I'm going to really give it some time. And during that time, I was also looking at these pictures of Greg Ginn that had sort of been floating around wearing Dead shirts. And I was like, wow, what's, I was like, I was like, this is a really interesting connection. And I had always sort of heard these things. I had heard that, you know, he was into the dead. I had heard that, you know, Henry Rollins was into the dead. And yeah, so, that blew my mind. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. So like I dug, I dug a little deeper and in digging a little deeper, I realized that Greg Ginn was just like this just massive deadhead. His goal, his dream was for Black Flag to open up for Grateful Dead. Like all this stuff was just, was like wild to me. Wow. And then at the same time, I found a picture of this um, bootleg T-shirt. Like it was a photo of somebody in a lot wearing a T-shirt that says, We Can Discover the Wonders of Nature. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's an amazing graphic. And then I was sort of obsessed with like sort of like that later era black flag where they really slowed down. And they, you know, then later in my research, I realized how much they took sort of touring sound and, you know, sort of aesthetic and, uh, you know, process wise, they took from the dead in terms of just like practice and touring and bringing your own sound system and being in control of everything. I mean, you know, if anything, the dead were pretty darn punk about how they approached everything. 
Absolutely. And if you look at the road crew from Black Flag back in the day and took a picture of them and put a picture of the Dead's road crew, it's the same people, man. Exactly. Exactly. So that was sort of my point. As I as I kind of did this research and I looked at all this stuff, I went, wow, this is kind of wild. And so I was looking at that um, bootleg shirt and I, and I just sort of quick was like, wouldn't it be really funny if it said we could discover the wonders of black flag? And I put the thing on there and it, it was just, I just sort of had it. Um, and this was, yeah, like 10 years ago. And I just wow. sort of had it and I, I had it and I kind of like put it into some stuff, like kind of snuck it into things. I was at the time I was working uh, for, a bigger retail company and I would work on like men's trend books and trend stuff. And I would sneak it into presentations, <laughs> which was really funny. Yeah. Like I would kind of, I would kind of sneak it into like sort of graphic inspiration pages and all this other stuff, which was kind of comical. Um, and then a friend of mine, How was it received? Me, well, I don't th- nobody really kind of noticed it because it was like, you know, it was, it wasn't like it was, a company that was pretty stodgy. It's Urban Outfitters, so it was like, yeah. you know, the, any pretty much anything in there was like whatever. So, uh, you know, I uh, had a friend was doing some f- work for a friend who owed me a favor, who was uh, part of a screen printing company, and he's like, "You should really print that T-shirt up as a thing." He's like, "Just a, and so I ran a small bunch of them, gave them out to friends. People wanted more. So I, I think I gave most of them away. I sold a couple of them with a little – and then I was like, yeah, you know what? I want to print another one, and I ran another one, and then I sold those. And then it kind of just kind of kept going. <laughs> and that's, that's one really thing about stopped. the dead is deadheads love their merchandising, man. They we, we love anything that has Grateful Dead affiliated anything, you know, a keychain, a coaster, a beer pop top thing, a, yeah. ice skates, a friggin' skateboard, whatever, you know, and – getting into that world that's that's a trip like it just well, happens by accident like that yeah it, it did and it really did the whole thing happened really by accident and you know i didn't really real like i knew the sort of the history of for this for the most part of just like lot t-shirts and you know that whole world you know i'm married to a a woman who has who saw the dead in the eighties, you know, she had like when we were first together, she had like um, lot tees and all this other stuff. I was always like, these are so cool, but I was like, I could never wear this stuff. You know, it was just kind of funny. <laughs> um, but like, you know, that whole world. Like then I kind of re- like once I kind of got into it a little bit more and started making these shirts, I kind of did a little bit more research, and it just sort of snowballed from there. Now, you know, at the same time. My uh, my good friend Mason, who does uh, from the lot, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been friends for twenty years, right? And and he, you know, he was just like he saw that he was like freaking out, I'll and bet. I really didn't even, and I really didn't even know that he was like that. That was like this whole part of him that like he didn't really tell me all that much because he did Dead Tour from wow. like eighty nine to ninety three, and. And I knew he had grown up in San Francisco, but we we really talked about other stuff. Like we always talked about other stuff, and it was just sort of like that was kind of like this little sort of side thing. And then that was like all of a sudden he was just like, "Oh my god!" Like he just freaked out. He was just like, "Oh my god, you don't understand!" And like just was like, <laughs> and like all this stuff just like opened up, you know. So that was that was really kind of interesting too, just to see like 
then all of a sudden, like, I start all these friends that I've had for a really long time that I've known were like, oh, I used to go to dead shows in the 80s when I was going to hardcore shows or, you know, my brother was really into that. So I used to go like so it really the way it snowballed and like so many people have been like, oh, my gosh, like Grateful Dead and Black Flag, are, they're like my two favorite bands. And it just to me, it wow. just has been it's, yeah, it's been wild to me to see those the closer that those two worlds come together because of this. And it, yeah, it's been very it's been interesting just to see people in that you wouldn't maybe think that would have connections to either world how they do and how close those connections are to one another i think it's fascinating well i think that what you hit the nail on the head too man like the dead were very punk rock in their attitude they never they never like towed the party line as far as like the psychedelic movement is concerned they kind of always just did their own trick yeah. their own thing and that's that's what the punk rock thing is all about right I mean, exactly yeah so like you know that's and you know with, and sort of to see that idea kind of really exist really before any before the kind of the punk, whole punk thing even happened was fascinating to me too as i sort of dug a little deeper and you know realized sort of the way they operated and how they put out their own records and they didn't want to be beholden to a record label at times and, you know, part in part of their career and how they really just like, they toured with such a huge group of people and they, you know, the sound system was such an integral part of, that wall of oh, sound yeah. was such an integral part of them. And so, you know, sort of learning all that was just really, fa- I mean, it was really fascinating for me because it was sort of, you know, at th- that point in my life, I feel like I had done so much research on, the hardcore world and kind of knew every little nook and cranny of it to kind of move on to something else and figure out another part of this like piece of the puzzle in sort of a whole genre was really a lot of fun. And, yeah, you know, and, and by yeah. no means am I um, an expert for, to say the least, but it was just interesting to kind of dive into that world a little bit, you know? Well, there's this, there's this thing like, I mean, without hardcore music, I don't think I would have gotten, what happened to me at my first show i yeah I, it, it, like that all prepared me for whatever my experience was and there's a thing with the merchandising and especially like you you mentioned the the shirts from the lot and all of that like when i was coming up that stuff was almost like religious iconography to me as as a kid because it mm-hmm. it personified the experience that i had had in a way that i couldn't and didn't have the verbal ability to express but this art was showing me this this thing that had happened to me and it was also like a reminder of where I had been you know what I mean like yeah. in my mind and being a part of that and then taking those two things so you know I've I've gone through your Instagram feed and you know our producer sent me a bunch of your websites and all this stuff and articles, our articles and interviews and all that and in looking through all that stuff, there's you have a, a very uh, particular and, and specific way that you're marrying these two aesthetics. And for me, it's like it's the perfect blend, you know, where where things are stretched and kind of bent. But it's not really a psychedelic stretch or a bend. It's more of like <laughs> it's melting or yeah. it sat out in the sun for a little too long. 
Yes. You know what I mean? And I felt like that. I felt like I sat out in the sun for too fucking long. And, you know, the steelies kind of melted and it's just not quite right. But it's there and you could see it. And then that whole thing with, like, we can discover the wonders of Black Flag. Like, when I first saw it, I was like, wait a minute. I don't get it. And then I thought about it a little more. I was like, holy shit, that's fucking genius and beautiful, man. Like, what the hell? And hearing how that came about is really cool. And I'm so I'm curious, like what led you to to be doing the logo for the 2017 fall tour for dead and company like how did that happen well yeah that's interesting so you know i mean really i can kind of attribute sort of everything up until this point um from just sort of starting this personal project you know and kind of continuing with it and people being into it and i just kind of keep making stuff and it's it's led to a lot of other things and you know, um, I guess it was 2015. Yeah. Maybe no 16. Um, you know, I guess John Mayer saw it and that's, and he was like, Hey, how can I get one of these shirts? And I'm like, well, I can, I can get <laughs> you one. one. <laughs> and, and yeah. yeah. And well, and it just so happened that at the time friends and I were going to see, um, we were just about ready to buy tickets for dead and company. Um, and through that, um, uh, you know, he, he, I said, well, we're going to get tickets. And he's like, well, what do you, you know, do you want to come see me? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, look, you know, he, he said, uh, why don't you, you know, he's like, you, oh, it's a good, I think it's an even trade. He's like, well, I'll give you tickets and you give me shirts and it'll be cool. And I was like, great. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Wow. And, uh, so yeah, I met up with, it was really, it was, it was kind of amazing that we kind of went, you know, we went in watched them finish up their sound check um was able to kind of sit with john and give him a couple things and just kind of talk to him about it and that kind of from there blossomed into a relationship with me working with him on his solo stuff um you know well, laying can, out can the, I interrupt you for a yeah, second and sure, ask what you yeah. gave him what'd you give him uh, i gave him probably like four different t-shirts and a couple of pins and a bunch of, yeah, just like anything that I had that I had made that I sort of had sort of stashed away. That was extra. Um, I gave, yeah, I gave him that stuff. And, uh, I don't, it wasn't an even trade by any stretch of the imagination (laughs) having, having, uh, you know, backstage passes. And then for me, just handing off like four t-shirts, it just really wasn't even, but, he was he was into it, so I, I couldn't complain. Um, and uh, and then yeah, from there it just sort of like we kept kind of talking, and it turned into us working together on his um, the design for his single, and then the, the you know laying out his album with another and another artist doing the art, and then me uh, doing a bunch of merch for him over the course of uh, the past couple months for both his solo stuff and his controlled danger stuff with uh, Dave Chappelle. And then wow. that turned into uh, doing some uh, dead stuff. So I did summer tour last year, and then fall tour last year as oh, well. That was you too? The summer tour was you too? Uh, summer tour admat was not me, but I did a okay. bunch of summer tour. I did some summer tour graphics, um, and then I for uh, for fall tour I just I did the admat. We kept it really simple. Yeah, I noticed that everything um, yeah. everything kind of went went out. Like, okay, so full disclosure, I, yeah. I'm a graphic designer too, 
Oh, there you go. And, and uh, that world has baffled me to, for the most part. Like, I went to school for graphic design, and I, I have a knack for it, oh. and was doing it, and it's just eluded me to this mm-hmm. point. And, and, and I don't know, like, once, once you become a designer, like, your eyes always see the design side of stuff. So, you know, I can like yeah. turn it on and turn it off. And that stuff, you, you went so simple with the iconography in that, like, yeah. I, and I think like, I, it was a conscious choice, obviously to do that. I think, you know, modern day, whether it's, you know, grateful dead, dead and company stuff is very, you know, there's, Lots of color, lots of layers, lots of stuff. I, I really, you know, in looking at sort of everything as a whole, 60s to 90s, dead-wise, I love the sort of the simplicity of some of the 70s stuff. Right. And um, and that was sort of where I kind of wanted to go with it, too, you know, was this real yeah. kind of very clean, simple, like for people to kind of look at it and go, wait a minute, like, what is this? You know, like, cause I'm used everybody's used to swirly and everybody and lots of colors and, you know, there's cartoony bears and there's all this stuff all over the place. And you, I mean, and you get that with some of the merch that was done for the band, but for me, the way I, you know, the way I will we approach it and was given the opportunity to approach it, which was great, was this really like kind of stripped down, simple version of, um, of what this is. And I, and I was kind of happy that they were okay with it. I didn't think they were going to be. (laughs) I think, yeah, man. I mean, I think about it like this, like this, there's a lot of debate about like, you know, this isn't the grateful dead and all that stuff Mm -hmm. that's out there. And so what, you know what I mean? Forget about that. Like this has been a journey for this band. And like you said, there's, there's been so many iterations of merchandise and, and, pictures and everything was super i don't know psychedelic back in the day and then it kind of mellowed out in the 70s and the 80s kind of went back to that psychedelic thing and i i look at it on a personal level when i see that the steely that you did for the tour the just the with the rainbow kind of gradient inside the steely with the nice thin mm-hmm. lines it's just clean on a white background like i think of that for myself i can identify with that because you know, I got turned on back then and it was like this explosion in my life of all this color and music and people and whatever. And I kind of like vomited that on the world around me, you know, and it was this explosion that happened. And now I'm, you know, I'm approaching 50 and I've been in the scene for almost 30 years and I've grown up with the music and the music mm-hmm. has grown up with me. And so it makes sense to me that the, the icon that I identify with that band is grown up too. And now yeah. all that color and all of that explosion is just carried inside of a simple single line. And I, when I look at that, I think of myself and it's us becoming more refined. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, absolutely. And I think, you know, I, if you like, I think that all of that sort of color explosion and sort of the way the graphic treatment, it's very, some of it's very 80s. It's not really necessarily 60s or 70s. It's very like that whole kind of more cartoony version of things that really kind of came into the 80s. 
Um, right. Which is cool. Which is cool, and that's like good for that time and place. But I love the idea of the possibility and the opportunity to sort of take this in a a different direction that has offers both a heritage of what came before, but maybe a little bit of a new take that is for um, you know an audience that can appreciate it. I hope. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, we get it. It's a big sure. it's a big it's a it's a big deal. Like uh, I don't take what this What were you gonna it, say? Oh, sorry, I was oh. I'm gonna stick my head in here. Okay, I just wanna cool. ask you we're talking about all your designs, looking at them. Yeah. My favorite one, the one that speaks to me the most is the one where it says dead inside around it with the heartbeat and the flat line. Mm. You could show that's him. Not, he's uh, right there. It's I don't know, I think that's that's not Oh no, that's not me. That was my friend. That was my oh, friend Dave. Oh. <laughs> oh man! Way to go, man! Okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> anyway, that's I, awesome. No, I posted it. I, I posted it on my Instagram. Um, that was uh, my friend Dave Nardi, who plays in a bunch of uh, punk bands in Canada. And uh, oh, wow. but he's also but he's also like a big Dead fan, and he had done he had done that shirt and sent it to me a while back. Yeah, you know that um, that reminds me of that. What? I, I love I love shout out to Dave then and also All right. I love your work cool. man. <laughs> that um, there's a you know who Joe Russo's almost dead is right yes yes so that the uh, Radiohead guy that simple line drawing Radiohead guy with mm-hmm. the crazy hair Joe Russo's yeah. almost dead has that guy on the it just says Joe Russo's almost dead or what. And it's got that guy on the body of a bear. And I just, uh-huh. I love that. Like just taking the worlds and putting them together because I'll tell you, man, it, for us, like in the last two years, we've been to a lot of fucking shows, dude. We, we mm-hmm. moved from Vegas up to Portland and um, it's just been an explosion of music ever since we got up here. And the, the sure. two most amazing shows I think we've been to are Den Company and Radiohead. So seeing that was like, wow. And then, you know, back to the back to the like the aesthetic of what you're doing i i'm just curious like moving forward are you still working with them or is it is it something that's you know you're just doing your own thing now or is this still a ongoing relationship i'm I'm still working with them um i did some stuff to sort of like revising some stuff for the uh playing in the sand dates in february I still have to figure out whether or not that's done. Like I need to finish that up soon. Um, and I hope to continue to work with them. I mean, I have, you know, sort of developed a good working relationship and John is the one that kind of, um, not completely controls all the graphic stuff, but he's got a, a, he's, since he's so interested in it and he's so into it, he's got a nice, um, you know, chunk of like what can happen within that world, within the band, um, which is really cool. Just to nerd out on the design side of it a little bit. Sure. Like, what's the process of that? Like when you're doing a graphic for his solo stuff or mm-hmm. the stuff he does with Chappelle, how does it work? Like, are you sending him sketches? Does he tell you what he wants? Like, how does we, it work? It's cool. It's like he is very open to a lot of stuff. He has a definite idea of how he wants to work um, or what he wants to look like. 
it can it ranges, which is like, but it's very collaborative, which is really cool. He'll be like, "Hey, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this?" We'll send each other images, kind of back and forth, and maybe like quick little sketches or things that I've been thinking about, like half kind of half finished or whatever. And we'll kind of go back and forth, and then he'll be like, "Oh, I really like the way this is feeling. Like, what about this, this, and this? I think this is cool." Um, and then like if there's any phrasing or any of that kind of stuff, he'll like start shooting me um, just different words and other stuff like that. And then I'll kind of go based on that whole conversation, start designing a bunch of stuff. And then we'll kind of like, I'll send it to him. He'll be like, I like this. I like this. I like this. What about these things? What if we did this like this? And it's very like, we have a really, it's very good, quick, back and forth more so than any kind of anybody else that I've ever worked with, which is really cool. Designer's dream. It really, it it absolutely is without a doubt. Sandwich more playful. (laughs) Red, less red. Come on. Yeah. It's, you know, I've said this before and I said this to somebody the other day I've worked with, I've worked with a lot of bands over the past, however many years he has been, the most fun, the easiest, um, the most complimentary to wow. a person in terms of like just working with like, like his whole team, everybody that he surrounds himself with, they're so like, they're nice, they're easy, they're fun. Um, it's like, it's always a pleasure. Always. Like, it's fantastic. Wow, I can't say enough. Of, I can't say enough about it. I know that sounds like Aww. I might be like, oh, you know, but it's it's true. Like it's, it's true. <laughs> it's, you know, it's no. It's, oh, that, no, you know what? It's always good to hear the another side of a megastar like that, and they're more than just down to earth, but they're pleasurable. And you even said he surrounds yeah. himself with cool people. Like that's a rarity, and that's cool to hear because he's a light out there for a lot of people. You're helping yeah. him spread his image as so you're a light, and it's kind of cool to have to know that behind that light, it's good. Oh, it's fantastic! I, you know, like yeah. it's just the most such a great positive experience. It set me off on a journey over these past couple months of just working for myself, uh, getting a lot of other clients and a lot of other work, and it was this cat, whole catalyst for, um so much stuff that I have kind of happening right now, which has been really cool. In the very beginning of the interview, you said it just happened in April that you stepped yeah. away. Can you mm-hmm. talk about that? Like what that separation was like for you? Because that's pretty, uh, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. It's well, I, you know, I worked, so I, you know, had a corporate job, if you could call it that, I guess, like art director, creative director in retail for, um, for about 20 years before that I worked for, and I still do work with uh, friends of mine, a company called house industries who are a type company out of uh, Wilmington. Yeah, Delaware. We, we just watched a video of theirs today there. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So I worked with them. That was like my first job out of school was working with those guys. And, uh, and I still, I still, I still work with them. Uh, we have a small clothing line together that we're going to kind of relaunch. And um, so, and then, you know, I worked, from at, at Urban Outfitters, I worked for Victoria's Secret. I worked for um, Echo Unlimited, and then most recently, I worked for. I was a creative director at um, Anthropology, and wow. so you know, working in that retail world and that very sort of like structured ish kind of thing, and then kind of stepping away from that and 
kind of really being in charge. It's scary. It's absolutely scary. I have family. I've got kids, all that stuff. Um, but it's been so sort of liberating to be on my own and in charge of myself and in charge of my time and how I spend it and what I do. It's kind of been this, it's just a whole other, it's real. I feel mentally a whole other world for me, which has been fantastic. So I say people ask family life. Uh, it's been great. Like, you know, cause I'm here <laughs> and I'm present. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's what that's I mean. Home, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's what and I it's, totally mean. When you have kids, yeah. dad needs to be around, and that corporate life yeah. doesn't always lend to that. Yeah, especially when I was working for um, when I was working for VS, I was a creative director uh, for for Victoria's Secret Pink, and uh, and I traveled constantly. I was in, I commuted. I would live outside of Philadelphia. I commuted to New York, or I commuted to Columbus, Ohio. So Ugh. I was going. Wow. I was going. I was going. I was going to columbus at least like once every two weeks if not sometimes once a week and then i was in new york most of the day most of the week i was i was never around my kids will say to me dad you remember that time we never saw you and i'm like yes oh, I, man. I'm, like, I'm like i remember i remember so they they get yeah they get a little bit more of me now um so yeah it's been a, it's been a you know a big and a very positive impact across the board with you know just me mentally family um you're working with great you clients. Know, working with really great people, which is great. And then the other thing is too is like people are kind of coming to me for what I do versus which happens. But what happens with a lot of designers, as you know, is they'll show you. They'll be like, "I want this," and you're like, "Well, I don't necessarily do that." You know, people will come to you just sort of as a, more of a set of hands than somebody yeah. who offers an opinion and a vision and everything else. So. I, I feel like I've spent a lot of time to kind of set myself up in that place where, you know, people will come to me for a certain thing versus, yeah. you know, oh, can you help me accomplish this grand idea that I have? You know, it's it's funny because, you know, I started the podcast in July of last year. And when I... Or, yeah, no, last year, oh, yeah. 2017. It's wow. 2018 now. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. way off, guys. So, you know, <laughs> when I left design school, I was like, you know, okay, I'm gonna get a job at Wyden Kennedy and here in Portland, or you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, and um, that didn't work out. Whatever, that's fine. And then we started the show, and it's growing and growing. And I understand what you mean about having that that mental space, having more of that creative time to put into what you do. And I, I'm curious because I'm moving in that direction that that you just yeah. entered. You know, this mm-hmm. this isn't full time yet, but it will be. It will be this year. I, I'm yeah. I'm planting my flag. Damn it! This this is happening. And That's awesome. I'm just curious, like what was the what was the point that you were like, okay now's the time this is the thing like i have enough work now where i can do this was there was there something that happened you're like i'm just too busy with my freelance stuff i i would rather yeah i was literally working from you know 9 a.m to 6 30 7 o'clock at night at my full-time job i would come home i would relax for a little bit kids would go to bed and i would hop right back on the computer and then it would be you know 9 30 till 2 in the morning and that was every every night and so at, at a, after a while i was kind of like wow i'm 
at this, I'm like, and I had, I still had this laundry list of things I wanted to accomplish. And my son, who is turning 16 very soon, he would always say to me like, dad, what about that t-shirt line you want to do? And what about this thing you want to do? I said, the only way that any of that stuff's going to happen is, is if I throw myself into this stuff full force, like full time. I said, I can't take on any more while trying to balance these two things. So it got to that point where I was just like, if I don't do this right now, I, I'm never going to do it. You know, like I'm, if I don't just kind of take the chance and just, you know, I'm never going to be able to accomplish all the things that this sort of like this list of things that I have to do that would require my, you know, really more than full-time attention. So, and then it's not, it doesn't seem like work, does it? Not at all. No, it's, it's almost, it's kind of, it's criminal because I enjoy it. Like one simple question from your son makes you reevaluate everything. Absolutely. It took, it took someone asking that question and he's definitely the one to do that. Um, for me to be like, for me to be like, Oh yeah. Like, no, no, I can't add that to the pile because I have something else that takes up, you know, I have to work on someone else's success right now. Not mine. Exactly. And, you know, and I, and I also got to the point too, of after however many years of sort of managing people and all this, I, I don't consider, I don't think I'm a, so from the employee standpoint, I think I'm a good manager because I'm not the kind of person that is constantly like, I don't micromanage. I'm not hovering over somebody. I don't make them uncomfortable, but from the higher management level thing, I'm not a good manager. Right. So, and I know that I'm very aware of that. And so, cause I'm a little too loose and a little too like you do your thing because create, cause when you're managing creative people, oh, you have to give them freedom, you know, like you can't just, nobody wants to have like be held down with their thumb on them. Like you do that. Like it just doesn't, you don't get anywhere. So, that's the way I kind of approached it, but I always got in trouble no matter where I was because I wasn't You're too nice, on man. Top. Yeah, I was I was just wasn't on top of them constantly, you know? And it was always like, you need to have them do this, and you need and I'm just like, I don't want to be that per like I didn't want to turn into that person. So I, I felt like I was constantly pushing back against what I was told that I needed to be in a corporate design environment which well, always that, kind of bummed that, me out bad manager that's a bad manager dude you wanted them it, to have fun how dare exactly. you yeah i know exactly how dare i want them to have yeah. fun well that's the thing. Sure like if you're, not having, if, you're, if you're not having fun then there's no yeah no i look point. you know i look forward to this stuff all week i'm sitting in a cubic i right now i'm not doing design I, i'm i do like fiber optic telecommunication design stuff which is completely wow. different and uh-huh. uh, i'm sitting in that cubicle you know doing my thing and it's great it, it pays the bills and and i work with a great group of people and whatever and i'm thankful yeah. for what i have but i sit there and i'm like i can't wait to do the podcast this weekend and oh let me check the numbers real quick and let me go over to the website and do this or that and i find myself like at my regular job <laughs> thinking about this 90 percent of the time and you know we mm-hmm. we had the the honor of interviewing O'Teal a few weeks ago and uh, I'm sitting at the table 
the day that we were going to post the interview and I'm making a graphic to put up on Instagram and Uh-oh. Melanie, co- Melanie comes into the kitchen and she's like, Hey, take a look at what you're doing right now. And I was like, what? Huh? I'm making a graphic for da, da, da. She's like, no, you're doing graphic design for your own show. You're working on your own thing. And there's nobody here telling you to hurry up or what colors to use or what you need it to look like. Like, this is all you right now, man. Pay attention. <laughs> and it, dude, that's a great fucking feeling and I, I yeah. I'm with you dude there's nothing like that that's exactly. not work you're right it's criminal it's almost it is and it, yeah because it's and it's yeah and that's and I I feel like you know I, I mean I've you know I've worked pretty hard kind of to get to the point and I really I put the time in for sure um but at the same time yeah you still like I you know I'm pretty self-deprecating and I'm always like oh, I don't deserve this you know no Aren't it's terrible <laughs> That's part of being creative, I think, is we're our own worst critic, first of all. And second of all, I like I've never I don't have the eyes to see my stuff the way other people do because I I did it. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. And for Christmas, my awesome girl here made me a book. So like at work when we're in meetings, I'm constantly drawing like that's my deal. And yeah. I have notebooks like. 20 or 30 notebooks filled with characters and cartoons and typography and just everything. And she took all that stuff and made a book for me of my own stuff. Like it was somebody else's stuff. And it was the first time I ever saw my own art with somebody else's eyes. And I was like, holy shit, I can do this. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's yeah. That's awesome to take it out of that. You have to, it's a different perspective is is kind of what you need right yeah that's like, what i wanted it's the thing to that offer. really kind of yeah exactly what apple now, okay i want to ask a question this yes. is a personal one not like the other Certainly. uh tell i want to take a different direction for a second back to the dead uh can you tell us about your first dead show well okay yeah um so first dead show was I love that the dead smile company. on your face, by the way, with when you look like the cat who ate the canary. Like it's, it's awesome. <laughs> well, no. So the first the first show was that Dead and Company show that I went to meet John. Oh, shit. You know? Yeah. So, you know, I definitely a little spoiled. Um, but yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was so, yeah, that was the that was the first that was the first show. You know, I it's funny, you know, going back to. You know, 88, 89, maybe even in the, no, not 90. But like I had, um, so many of my friends were going to dead shows then. And they were always like, oh, you should come with us. You should come with us. I'm just like, no. <laughs> just like always, I don't like, need no, to see no, a no, 45 no, no. minute trucking. I'm straight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just, I was so, I was so wrapped up in the hardcore scene at that time that um it just it wasn't even one of those things where i was like i was even like open to being like oh okay i guess i'll check it out um so yeah it took me uh and it's yeah it's funny just because i just have such a vivid memory of that whole world at that time and the people that i was friends with that were in it you know um so yeah for me to kind of go and you know see dead and company at, at like and be like invited to kind of go and it was real it was kind of it was a little crazy 
to say the least. It was like, come on already, get yeah. your butt yeah. to a show. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was sort of like, okay, dude, like it's been, it's been a while here. You, you really need to kind of like get yourself into this and kind of go and do it, you know? You know what yeah. I wanted to say too that I really um, appreciate about what you've done with your art and the black flag and the steely is like right now um, I remember when growing up like we, everything was like you know the jocks and the nerds and the everything was very segregated yeah and so if you were like a stoner you didn't like football and if you were into football you did not like heavy metal like it was like kind of one of those things but what you've done is you've merged these two opposite spectrums and Uh-oh. it's like it's more than okay it's like it's kind of like a a telling of the times that we're in yeah and i really appreciate that because it's even just like a simple adding two designs two different music genres but then seeing how many people really love the same thing and it's like like i said just kind of like a telling of what's going on in the world right now which i think is so beautiful so thanks Oh no. We lost him. I lost you guys. I'm sorry. Jeremy, We're back. If it's you cool. don't want to talk, yeah, then man, it's you, all Melanie good. Melanie offended dude. him and now everything's <laughs> <laughs> Wow. No, Melanie, so Melanie, what were you saying? I'm so you started and then it like froze up. No, I well, basically my my long story short is I'll give the cliff notes now that just the merging of of your two designs from two totally different spectrums and different musical genres is a telling of the times and where we're at right now. And I really appreciate that because like, you know, now like these young kids, they're into the dead. They don't care if it's, you know, simple iconography or if it's tie dye. They don't care if it's black leather or and it's just kind of like blending. And that's what that design It's like super simple, but it's a blending. And I just think it's awesome. It's a really great, uh, you know, more than just a a cool looking design. It's like a, I don't know, it's a beautiful icon. Thank you. You know, it's it's interesting because you bring up a good point is where there was a time when so many, if you were sort of into a certain musical genre, you were kind of like you were into that particular thing. You were pinned down by it. Yeah. And you didn't really cross over. Right. And I, you know, and, and, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about what happened, like you were into hardcore and then you kind of, all of a sudden you went to your first dead show and then you were sort of like, that was it. And like, I can't tell you around for, like, I saw a lot of friends do that probably around like 88 or 89 where they kind of slowly, yeah. Where it was like this transition from like they were into hardcore and then they started listening to like Dinosaur Jr. And then like yep. <laughs> and then it was like and then it like it was like that sort of like kind of fuzzed out stuff kind of segued into this just dabbling in the dead. And then they went to their first dead show and then they were like all of a sudden they had a bus and they were like, forget it. I'm done. That was me. <laughs> you just explained my and, life and right there. Me. Yeah. And Apple. Mine was heavy metal Slayer and yeah. stuff. And Aaron got me into them. Yeah. So, but it was, so I had a bunch of guys that were, um, a couple years older than me in high school. And I, and I remember like around that time they were, went from like shaved heads and leather jackets to like, you know, long hair and tie-dye and i was like what is happening what like, happened to you guys it was another yeah. puberty yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just like 
first of all, what's happening? And second of all, can I have all your records and T-shirts, please? Yeah, no yeah. shit, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what happened to my leather jacket, man. I walked into that first Dead show with a Misfits T-shirt on and a mohawk, and they were playing Feel Like a Stranger. And I shit my pants, man. I was like, oh, my God, how do they know what's in my head? I got to find everything out about this I can. And I came back to Vegas and was trying to tell my best friend over here, you know, I found this thing, man. This is a thing. And he, he's like, ah, it's not Slayer, dude. Fuck them. Like, I don't want to hear it. Take your hippie shit down the road, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. Like, I have... I do. I have a bunch of, and I, people, I, and then I have a bunch of friends. So that sort of happened to when we were kids. And then I have a bunch of other people that I met later in life who've become really good friends. And they tell that same story, which I think is fascinating to me. So they're, they're like, oh, yeah, I was going to CB's in, in like 84. And then all of a sudden it was like 87. I kind of like was listening to Dead a little bit. And then by 88, I was just like, that was it. Like they were like, I wasn't going to hardcore shows anymore. I was just going to Dead shows. And I was, and I dropped out of school. And I went on yeah. tour and like, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of those stories out there, which I think is which is always fascinating to me that that kind of like that little crossover from well, like 80s punk kid to later 80s deadhead kid. You I'll know? tell you, man, there's a there's a thing like I brought up a religious reference earlier and I, I I'm loath to, to connect those two things with the dead. But it's hard not to mm-hmm. a lot of the time like that was a. a, a profound experience i can't think of any other band except for maybe fish that Mm -hmm. at that time period was doing that to the youth you know there was there was nothing out there like that and and it made such an impact that it transformed the person do you know what i'm saying like you saw it you're talking about Mm -hmm. it like yeah it transformed who we were yeah man and it's it's a it's still there. Like the whole dead and company thing. Like, like I said earlier, there's this debate. I don't even, I, what are you guys talking about? Like when I go to those shows, I feel that same feeling I felt in 1989 standing in the forum in LA, except there just happens to be 10,000 millennials here now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, it's interesting. So, so many people would tell me about like, Oh, well, you know, you'll know kind of, you know, what, you know, you'll you'll sort of have that moment um, at, at a show, like if you go enough, and so, and like, you know, I've only been to a couple of shows. It hasn't really been a ton, but it was funny. Like last summer, during summer tour, I was like standing there with a couple of friends, and I'm like sitting there, and I'm kind of looking around because before, like the first show, I was kind of like nervous, and you know, there's a lot going on, yeah. and I had to go talk with you know, and it was just sort of like a little rattled in a way. But the second time around. I was in at the show in uh, Camden and I was kind of like kind of looking around and it all kind of went, woo. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's that part where you kind of go like, whoa, wait a minute, what's happening here? You know? Yep. And then, yeah. And I had that, that so many people had said to me like, you're going to have that moment. It's going to happen to you. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. And sure, sure. Mm-hmm. You're right. You know? Yeah, right. And then I, and lo and behold, there, there it was, you know, which was kind of funny. It was like, that moment where you kind of go like wait a minute yeah okay i get it now you know like that's that yeah like there's nothing more beautiful than that to me just to like yeah it feels great and and when it happens to you you know it like you you recognized it when it happened to you and Mm -hmm. but for me like now 
I love seeing that happen to somebody. Like you, I can pinpoint the moment on people's yeah. faces sometimes. Like I've brought people to their first show, like Apple and stuff, and I'm watching, and then all of a sudden you see understanding dawn on their face. <laughs> and you're like, yes, they get it too now. <laughs> Fuck yeah, he's on the bus. Woo. <sighs> That's it's fucking uh, yeah. rad, man. It's really funny. So, it's really funny. Where can people, like, if everybody wants to check out your stuff, where should they go, all that that stuff? Well, uh, you know, right now, so let's see. Um, my site that sells, like, just my other T-shirts, that, you know, that's sort of in and out real fast. Um, and so, okay. th- you know, I have a mailing list that I do that's through my Instagram that I kind of update. Um, whenever I have new stuff for sale, most of the time you can just sort of see everything on my Instagram, which um, is Dean's nuts. Which that's a long, <laughs> it's a whole Dean's long. Nuts. It's awesome. Dude. Yeah, it's awesome. So that's a whole. That's a whole other story because I just you know went into this a long time ago thinking that. If you that want to throw that story out? That's yeah, fine. Yeah, we're no, good no, with I can, nuts, man. I can keep it really. I can keep it quick. Um, I had this. I had a joke that I was going to open up a bulk nut and candy store called Dean's Nuts because that's my last name. And I just thought it was hilarious and I wanted to do it. So like because there's like in like North Carolina, there's like, you know, all those like, you know, clam places or crab places like or there's like a place at the. Uh, in the shore at Jer- in Jersey called Carmen's and they call it uh, Carmen's has crabs, like all this kind of thing. You know, it's just like a, always like a little, you know, and there's like a, a, a place in, in North. Yeah. There's like a place in North Carolina called like dirty dicks, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I just thought it would be hilarious that like, if I had a, a, a bulk nut candy kind of place called Dean's nuts and, but, and I would have Snoop Dogg be the spokesperson for it. <laughs> Oh yeah. shit! And then, um, I knew. It, but it was really, I knew when I heard it. Yeah. But then the whole idea was that it was yeah, it was a bulk candy thing. But really, it was just a, a whole vehicle for me to create ridiculous T-shirts that said Dean's nuts, and like, <laughs> and like ones Check that would out say like Dean's Dean, nuts. Yeah, like Dean's nuts in your mouth are good for your health, and like that kind of stuff. <laughs> ridiculous. So. That was the idea, and I just and I used to I used to tell people about it because I had like a whole complex where I'd have like I had a nut place, I had a breakfast place, I had all these different places that had ridiculous names, and but with it the anchor being Dean's nuts. So, so that's why I did that. And then I and then I had actually said to somebody the other day, I was like, oh man, I really probably should have thought about my Instagram name at some (laughs) point, you know. (laughs) <laughs> because I think it's great. Never it. I have never to tell, like, I actually have to tell people what it is, and it is <sighs> kind of embarrassing yeah. at times. But no, it's beautiful. Well, it's wait, fun. when you're like standing pitching your art to Den Cup, you're like, <laughs> yeah, just see, I saw Dean's nuts. What was that? <laughs> I said uh, Dean's nuts, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet the reaction is just like that. Yeah. Uncontrollable laughter. Fucking beautiful, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love yeah, that. So, Dean's so nuts. That. We'll get these yeah. t-shirts at Dean's nuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's Dean's the nuts t-shirts anyways. <laughs> yeah. So that's the, and that's the story about the name. But, um, so most of my stuff 
it really exists on the Instagram page. I have a portfolio site. I'm migrating it over to like a studio name right now. So I'm going to, and I'll have that up and out because I have, I wanted to kind of put it all in, you know, the work that I've done for um, John and for Dead and Company and Rolling Stones and some collaborative projects and a couple other bands and stuff like that. I kind of wanted to put it all in like one place a little easier to see so i have i'm building out a portfolio now just um so i can not have to direct everybody you know direct like a big corporate client to my dean's nuts instagram (laughs) (laughs) well yeah it's good it's good to have just your stuff keep it real jeremy That's fucking rad. <laughs> right on, man. I'm stoked yeah. that we got to talk, Jeremy. This is, yeah, this is super was, cool. And I'll tell you what, man, pleasure. if you're ever out if you're ever out this way in the Pacific Northwest in Portland, you're gonna come to a show or something out here. We're here, man. Come oh. come hang out and burn one with us and I would love to. That's I will take you up on that invitation. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I I've said this a million times. We got a big ass thirty hundred square foot house and Oh, nice. Lots of love, and it's a good place, man. So you're welcome here anytime, brother. That's awesome. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you talking to me. I appreciate it. Hi, yeah, Apple. Santa Claus has to ask one last thing. Being from yes, the Philadelphia sir. area, are, are you yeah. a Philadelphia Eagles fan? Of course I am. Okay. <laughs> he said that uh, like, come on, man. You have to be I have... Philadelphia, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. They're kicking ass. Yeah, they are. They're doing really well, although now that our quarterback is not our good quarterback is not there. Yeah, Foles. Um, yes, I know. <laughs> we're. It's a little concerning. Yes. But I'm. Keep, you know, keep my fingers crossed that you know this is the best season we've had in God knows how many years. And um, yeah, I have no other choice but to be um, an Eagles fan and a Phillies <laughs> fan. But I grew up here. Um, it's funny. My wife is really the is like. It's like I grew up just watching football. It's like as a kid, like my dad watched football. He was a football, like football player in high school. I Eagles were always on. I just sort of like just sort of assimilate, you know, just it was just sort of like ingrained in me. So I don't really like I'm not like a rabid fan, but my wife has become one. So she's the one that keeps me up to date. Yeah, she's the one that keeps me up to date with all the info. I'm always like, well, what's happening here? What's happening? She's the one that feeds because she listens to sports talk radio too all the time. Oh really- shit, that's fucking yeah. funny, man. You come downstairs <laughs> and your wife's watching Sports Center. Yeah. Oh, she no, she's way. She's like, and she'll always make fun of me. She's like, you really don't know what you're talking about. I go, but I like the game and I root for the team at the pool. But like, she's the one that really has all the info that I need. And then, but then, but then well. she kind of. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll tell you that sounds like an analogy for marriage, right there. Great compliment. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> totally. All right, Jeremy. Thanks for yeah. spending time with us, man. And absolutely, I can't wait to see you in real in real life and hang out. And you know, I appreciate what you're yeah. doing. And thanks, man. I, I really oh, do thank- love it. Guys, uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. I really yeah, appreciate Jeremy. it. Yeah, Jeremy. It's like visiting right. an old friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank Honestly. you so much. I feel I feel the same. All right. All right, oh, man. Cool. Take Have care, brother. Awesome day, Jerry. Right. Thanks, Jeremy. Take it easy. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you. So that was Jeremy Dean, guys. You can check him out at D 
Dean's Nuts. That's fucking funny. That's really funny. Dean's Nuts is funny. Yeah. I'd buy one. I'd wear Dean's Nuts. Jeremy, if you are listening while you are listening to your show, just print them up. We'll freaking sport them for you on No Simple Road. Yeah, we'll post a, you know, Dean's Nuts feel good in your mouth and are healthy for you or Melt whatever. Melt in your mouth, not in your hands. <laughs> well, I want everybody out there to have a great week. We got more stuff coming for you in the near future and some surprises up our sleeves. And We're never going to not have stuff for yeah, you. Yeah, I guess you're right. There'll always be stuff. There's always going to be stuff. Because it's, it's yeah, it's a thing. We started a thing. And there's stuff. Started a thing. And there's stuff in the thing. the thing. Yeah. When I guess, <laughs> I guess inside of all things is stuff. Yeah, you can stuff things inside of other stuff. No. Yeah, you can. You can. Now it's yeah. getting carried away. Well, guys. all right. Melanie said we're carried there. away. Yeah. We just right. gotta stop. Everybody have a beautiful week. We love you. Take care of each other. Spread love. Be nice. Don't be a dick. And enjoy 2018. And remember, Dean's nuts. Dean's nuts. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics 
Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.